Are you ready to take your real estate investing business to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. With your mentors, Wayne and Gabby. Good morning and welcome to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Today is Wednesday, March 1st, 2023. The weather today will be a high of minus 6 degrees in Edmonton, minus 2 degrees in Calgary, minus 10 degrees in Saskatoon, and 3 degrees in Toronto. Thank you, Abby. Hey, everybody. We are broadcasting live as we do every day. Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. Mountain Time on the Podbean app. Come join the live show, bring your questions, get your answers, and take some action today. What do you say? I say, yeah. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to ask a favor because, um, well, some, from time to time, I, I need to make an ask as well. That's, uh, that's only fair, right? Hell yeah. If you guys are listening to the recorded version, or even if you're listening to the live version, okay? If you are listening. If you are... <laughs> People of the internet. If you can hear us. If you can hear us. If you've got an iPhone, just go over to Apple Podcasts or iTunes, whichever. It says Apple Podcasts on your phone. Subscribe to the show on iTunes. Like stupid like iTunes rankings is like super high yeah. as far as like. Important. Like, I, don't, I don't give a crap where you guys listen to it. Right. But for new people like trying to find the show, like they're looking. People looking for like Canadian real estate content, people looking for what we offer. It's hard for them to find it because iTunes rankings is built off of subscribers. And most of our subscribers are Spotify, Google Play, and they listen to the live show. Mm -hmm. So because of that, we're not getting enough subscribers on iTunes, which means that we're ranked like, like for real estate investing, we're ranked like sixth or something like that. Some days we're third, some days we're tenth. It just really depends on the average subscriptions and stuff like that. So anyway, so I'm, what I'm asking you guys, if you guys can do us a favor, because, you know, you know, hope, hopefully only if you like the show. If you don't like the show, then 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 don't ignore what I'm saying. And probably just stop listening. Yeah, I, feel like I don't know why you're getting up <laughs> and listening to this. But if you can just go to iTunes or Apple Podcasts on your phone or on your computer, whichever, and just subscribe to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. And if you got two seconds to click the five hearts and just... Leave a rating as, or a review as well. Subscription is the most important part, but if you got an extra couple seconds to click the stars and leave a little review, it goes a long way. Mm -hmm. Not for how I feel about the the reviews, and it like it's the fact that we get higher up on the search ranking so that people can find the show, so that they can get the same level of value that you guys are getting. And ultimately, the end goal, the objective, Gabby, is for more people to get education, to take action, to better themselves in their lives. Amen. That's all I'm asking. <clears throat> and, and for everyone that does do that and for everyone that has done that, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Um, got a question in the comments already, which is great. Great. Cody's got a question about... Um, ooh, an exercise. An, um, 20 burpees, three sit-ups... It's not that kind of exercise. <laughs> this is being a goofball. 
<laughs> Gabby thought I was serious. Uh, no, it's an exercise about um, is it better to do this or is it better to do this? Okay, that sounds like a fun one for today. Uh, who, who else do we have joining us live? Live on the pod. I see John. Yep, we have JD. Good morning, Lestina and Eric. Good morning, Angie. Good morning, El Ray and Mitch. I heard that Mitch was the first person in the show this morning. Yep, you betcha. Beat out JD, Eric, and Listina. You know who else beat out those top three who were always the first in the show? Angie. Yep. <laughs> Good morning, Jagger and Don. Good morning, Cody and Mary. Hey, Chastin, Alan. <clears throat> Good morning, Justin. I feel like there's some really good Mary songs that I should have queued up. Oh, there's 100%. lots of good Mary songs. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, I'm going to Google it of all of like of all the songs like in the world um, or of all the names in the world, which which name is the most sung about? It's got to be Mary. I'd say there's a high probability. Most yeah. sung name in the world. That makes sense. Is that the best way to Google it? Mm. <laughs> Googling hard. I don't know. Good morning, Denis. Ken. Good morning, Matt. Good morning, Nat. They're the Legers. Good morning, Chris. Mm. We have um, another question, too. You know... Uh, <clears throat> Mary, sorry, Mary, you lost. Guess, guess who? Guess who it is? Who is it? Johnny. What? There's like forty-four songs about Johnny. I can't think of one. Tell me one. Johnny, be good. Okay. Um, Sloop John B. Down to the John Wall. As I'm trying to think of Mary songs, I'm most thinking of, of more songs, Maria songs. Uh, okay, most of these songs were before 1960. <laughs> Hey, Johnny, you want to go down to the local social? <laughs> yeah. Um, Jack was a popular one as well, but I don't see. I'm going to I'm gonna have to do some more Googling, but I mean. I mean, if you come to the show tomorrow, Mary, and listen live, there may be a song about you. Um, <laughs> well, there you go. Look, boom. Top five most popular girl names in song titles. Number one, Mary. Uh-huh. Boom. What are the other ones? Susan. Okay. Alice. Jennifer. Well, people don't sing Angela. about people don't sing about girls anymore. <laughs> it's like, I mean, the last two were were newer names, but kind of old school. The comment section in here is just like I don't know any songs with these women's names in them, <laughs> and and how music has changed so much to now. It's all about like expletive and hoes, <laughs> and they never say girls' names anymore. <laughs> Subjective, but assholes. Unbelievable. Okay. Um, oh, Angie. Yeah, Angie's. Uh, yep, yeah. Angie's right up there as well. Angie was right. At, yeah, it was. It's an Angela, but it should have been Angie. Yeah, they had. Uh, they had the stones there. Ah, uh, so they have Johnny and Angela. Yeah. Good <laughs> get call. Us. Good call. Good call. Uh, hey, why don't we get into top fan? Let's Everybody's do it. waiting. You know. Worst drum roll ever. Everly finally gain, gave up and went and sat down, and then you're like, "Hey, let's do it." Just like, I don't know why they're just talking about <laughs> just talking about names and shit. Um, yes. So for those of you guys that don't know, on the first of every month, 
we do a draw for the top fan for the live show um, to show our appreciation for those of you that that show up every morning and uh, contribute to the show and engage and make it such an amazing uh, experience for everyone else. Um, now, to this month's prize. So what we do is last month, um, for those of you that engage in the show, if, if you've ever been on the live show, there's there's um, on the app, there's a heart button. You can share the show on various um, um, social media platforms and you you get engagement, which is in the, the form or the currency of hearts. At the end of the month, what we do is we look and see who had the most hearts, the top five people. Uh, first place gets five ballots. Second place gets four ballots. Third place gets three ballots. Fourth place gets two ballots. And fifth place gets one ballot. And we're putting them in a cup, shaking it all up. And we're going to pull a name out. And that person for this month is going to get two free coaching calls. Valued at $500. Um, that could be coaching calls with myself or with Gabby. Gabby's not going to like it, though, because she's very busy. <laughs> but um she'll pretend <laughs> i'm just kidding she'll love it um be a yes. good sport. okay so do we want to do i just want to say that like if eric and listina don't bring this home i am going to be shocked okay so tell they me took, a little more they took the first two spots so they have nine between them they have nine ballots in the 15 ballots if they if they don't win like may the odds be in your favor <laughs> We were watching Hunger Games last night. <laughs> okay. Uh, you guys ready for the drum roll? Do you want to do the drum roll, Everly, or do you want me to do the sound effect? Sound effect. Listina. Listina. Congratulations. That's awesome. Do you know? Okay. I, I swear. I swear on my life. I swear on my family's life. It was not rigged. But Everly, before the show started, she said, I hope you pick Listina's name. <laughs> <laughs> so congratulations, Listina and Eric, <laughs> naturally. Very cool. Very cool. Um, all right. I see some other questions coming in here as well. Um, it's getting these all organized. So the prize for next month. So make sure you're tuning in live to the show every month. Make sure you're engaging with the show. And uh, the prize for next month, what we've got is going to be free entry into our upcoming Burr workshop. Awesome. That's on April 22nd. It's an online workshop. Um, so winner of this month. Uh, this next month is going to be getting a free entry into the Burr Workshop. Pretty cool. So tune in live every day, like I said. Make sure you're engaging with the show. And um, may the odds be in your favor. Is it forever or just in? May the odds be f okay. forever in your favor. Yeah, something along those lines, yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's take a quick little commercial break here, and then we'll get back to it with some of these questions that have popped up. Sounds great. Some of you might have heard us talking about DCI Properties and how much we like their process and deal flow as one of the premier wholesaling companies in Canada. But one of the things most people don't know about DCI Properties is that they don't cherry pick deals for themselves. Everything they get under contract, they offer out to their buyers list. That's right, 
No sloppy seconds from no DCI. No sloppy seconds. So if you're an investor looking for their next flip project or cash-flowing rental property, get on their buyers list today and check out their inventory. To get on the list for Alberta deals, visit www.dciproperties.ca slash albertabuyers or for Ontario deals, go to www.dciproperties.ca slash buyers. New to real estate? Stuck? Maybe you need quick cash. Wholesaling is a strategy that can fit almost any investor, but it has to be done right. Hi, I'm real estate lawyer Barry McGuire, and I'm here to help. Join me in Calgary on March 18th for a full day deep dive into wholesaling. Space is limited, so reach out to Wayne and Gabby right away for their special offer. Okay, and we are back. I Oh, that special offer that he's talking about, um, 30% off. Got you a 30% off discount, guys. So if you guys are interested in Baron McGuire's wholesaling workshop on March 18th in Calgary, um, use the discount code REI Masters for that code or for that uh, discount. You're welcome. <laughs> no, really. Don't worry about it. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. not a big deal. Don't worry about it. <laughs> no, 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 I insist. <laughs> mm. um, got another upcoming event this uh, this Saturday. Very excited for uh, I'm going to be, uh, well, maybe you'll be, but maybe will you be? be? Do, 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 do you think maybe there's a possibility you could be? I don't even know what you're talking about. What are you talking about? Uh, the REI Masters networking event in Calgary this Saturday. Are oh. you coming? I do plan to come. You plan? Okay, good. Okay, so Gabby and myself and our lovely daughter uh, will be in Calgary this weekend for the REI Masters networking event. We've got special guest speakers, Sherwin Diswinka from Calvert Home Mortgage, and we've got Keaton Kirkwood, investor-focused mortgage broker. We'll be talking about financing your real estate deals. You're not going to want to miss that if you're in the Calgary area, or if you have a car and you like driving to Calgary, or if you love planes, you should be there. I'm just saying it's not it's not just Calgary Calgarians. That's true. Anyone could ride a bike to Calgary and be there. That's true. Um, I would not recommend skateboarding. The weather isn't appropriate for that. But there's lots of like you know means. Maybe you could skate there. You could skate there. There's lots of ways to get there. Um, but and we're gonna we're personally we're gonna drive. Yeah. Um, and that's uh, two to six o'clock. 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. on uh, Saturday. Um, if you are interested in that, you can uh, various ways to to register for that. Well, one place to register for it, but various ways to find out where to register for that. I'm just killing a show today. Yeah, you are. <laughs> okay. the The link is in the show notes. You could find it on our free real estate investing masters Facebook page. You can DM one of us. Uh, you can ask a friend. Hey, where do I find the link for this? Lots of different ways to uh, to find the website to register for this. I like the ask a friend option. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great one. As opposed to DMing you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, we hope to see you guys there. We're very excited about it. Um, I also like that um, some people had some additional ideas on how you might get there. Okay. Um, Jagger says you could definitely hitchhike. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You could do that. If you, if you little... don't drive, just. Yeah. Yeah. No, don't show anything. Just accept your thumb. <laughs> and wear a glove because it's cold out. Um, and Nat says maybe you could get a piggyback. Piggybacks. Yeah. Piggybacks, uh, the most underrated mode of transportation. 
What's happening? I don't know. I'm just I'm in a decent mood. <laughs> okay. Uh, anything else? No, that's all. Uh, what about like a, a three-legged um, race? You, you could know, sack race. Sack race. Sack race, yes. <laughs> Potato sack. <laughs> Potato sack from Edmonton. You know what? There's there's our new challenge. I don't know. I'm done with this. I'm done with this. What do we got for real estate questions? Uh, here's an exercise that Cody contributed this morning. Um, is it better to private lend 200000 uh, so Before I say this, I want you guys, um, uh, those of you guys that are live, I, I want to hear what you think, okay? So here it is. Is it better to private lend $200,000 at 12% for 10 years or keep an average rental property for 10 years? Ooh. What's the definition of an average rental property? Well, that's 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 the thing, right? I mean, how well is this average rental property performing? What's the interest rate? Are we talking about today's interest rate? Hmm. Interesting. Okay. I, I have a few ideas, but I, I'm curious to see what everybody thinks in the comments. Yeah. <clears throat> I think we need to uh, establish what this uh, average rental property is. And uh, I'm assuming it's purchasing it now with interest rates where they are. Yeah. Yeah. What do we got in the <laughs> comments? I'm just doing some of my own making my own notes here. Okay. Um, I just have to say that um, I was just scrolling um, up to find that question. And um, Liam just like totally came in late uh, as we were about to do the top fan draw. And he's like, I hope I win. <laughs> just like, <laughs> Where was he on the, <laughs> on like, the leaderboard? No, nowhere. No, nowhere, he was nowhere. Nowhere near. <laughs> he didn't even hit the leaderboard. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I just well, you know funny. what? I, I yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, we love your enthusiasm. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Sheila has a lot of questions. Is it in an area that can appreciate? Is there cash flow? What interest rate? So many factors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Okay. So Cody says today's interest rate two hundred k down. On the rental property. Okay. Yeah. Well, that was the next thing. How much? How how oh, hard? Oh. Okay. You... So taking that two hundred and putting it all in, or into the rental property, or putting it all into lending. And that's like okay. that's what I was getting at. I'm like, are we okay? Are we putting two hundred thousand dollars down on a rental property? Well, or how much is the rental down. property? Yeah. Or can I leverage this two hundred thousand dollars and buy like four rental properties? Right. You see what I mean? Because right. the the power of leverage is pretty important too. You got to think about that. There's there's benefits to both sides. Um. And it depends on your goals. Um, but if we're talking like strict mathematics, I have an answer already. Okay. Um, but it's a good exercise to discuss. Anyone got anything? Uh, JD says so many factors, but I think I'd go with the rental property because it's leveraged. Mm -hmm. uh, Alan says, if you have no time, private lend. Uh, Cody added rental property would be in Edmonton. Okay. I'm just scrolling up because I probably missed stuff before. Uh, Mary says, don't do the private lending at this rate for that long. Why, Mary? I don't, you don't ask her why. Don't ask proud Mary why. 
There we go. Proud Mary. It's a good one. I look forward to hearing it tomorrow morning. <laughs> I think I'm going to be playing The Wind Cries Mary, a little Jimi Hendrix for okay. tomorrow. <laughs> or Mary from the Dairy. <laughs> oh, boy. Monkey's got a song called Mary Mary. Um, gosh, there's so much to consider. I I'm trying to figure out how I want to approach this. Uh, I'm going to approach it from this perspective here. You just keep talking, Gabby. I'm just working something out here. Okay. Have you decided on the property type? For me, I'm going to go with a. I'm going to go with a house. Let's let's use a house with a secondary suite in Edmonton. For I was going to say four hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, that's that's let's a fair. And we're going to go with five percent interest rate. Yeah. Um. I'm going to take a peek at this, uh, see how much the mortgage paid out would be on something like that. Okay. Mary says you're making her day. <laughs> uh, I don't see a... Okay. Are you uh, keeping up on this? Uh... Yeah, sorry. I'm reading the comments. Um, so Mary backed up her statement by saying land... Land development, for example, gives 20% for the 10 years, so your money will double. It's a possibility as well. Well, with uh, let's let's assume we can leverage. Let's be nice. Let's let's assume that you're gonna buy two properties with that two hundred thousand dollars. Well, that's not what Cody's question Cody was. Cody said one property? Yeah. Putting, okay. putting that two hundred thousand into a property. Okay. Okay. Well, let me just let me just edit this then. You're gonna okay. Okay. I just uh, I'm gonna edit this. So you're gonna buy a four hundred thousand dollar property. and You're gonna put two hundred thousand dollars down. Mm -hmm. Amortized over thirty years, five percent interest rate. Okay. Um, your mortgage pay down on that would be. Oof. Uh, it would be. Uh, $38,000. In 10 years? In 10 years. Really? That's what it says here. Does that not seem... 5% sucks. And I guess it's a, a low mortgage as well. Like it's a small mortgage. Mm -hmm. So you got to remember that like in the first 10 years, like not a whole heck of a lot is, is paid down. Well, the first five years, it's basically all freaking... It... it, it, it it's just the way that like it's the way that the payments work on on a 30 year amortization it's less at the beginning because your payments are your payments are lower right so a lot of like the interest goes towards sorry a lot of the payment goes towards interest in the beginning but towards the end of these you know the amort yeah. the the mortgage a lot more like your $1500 payments like almost all of it goes towards principal the principal so it's not like you know, a lot of people look at it as like, oh, nothing's going towards the 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 principal. I'm like, well, just yeah, like that's just the way that it's structured. <laughs> a mortgage is structured. You can make extra payments if you want, um, or you can increase your payments. So it's not it's not like a bad. It's just it's the way that it's set up. If you're when you when you you should be thinking of of rental properties as long term buy and holds, right? Yeah. So, anyways. Um, so thirty eight thousand for the first ten years, uh, and 
appreciation. What do we want to say for appreciation? Low. 1% per year? Yeah. Can we do simple interest? Save me having to go find a, a calculator to figure out what that would be. Can we just do simple interest today? 1%. So 1% 1 of 400000 is $4,000 per year. $4,000 per year is uh, would be $40,000. So total amount of money you would make plus a little bit of appreciation. Let's round it up to 90000 ish. 90000 uh, And then you would make $240,000 on private lending and not have to deal with tenants. But that's that example, right? So in this in this example that you're providing, uh, it is significantly better, almost three times better to do private lending. Yeah. Um, now, of course, if you were to take that $200,000 and... Uh, leverage, you know, mortgages, then obviously you would get a much better return because mm -hmm. you'd have two properties or maybe three. Three, yeah. Almost three. Um, and then you can probably get the similar returns, but you have the upside of owning the properties and the appreciation that comes with it. And that's that's one thing you need to consider as well, is that owning the property, you get the benefits of the the property value going up. Being a private lender, you're just, you get a fixed rate. That's all. Are we assuming there's any cash flow or no cash flow? I added about $12,000 for cash flow. Okay. I added, so that would work out to be a uh, thousand bucks, no, a hundred bucks a month. Is that not enough? Uh, at the okay, interest no, rates? I, yeah, <laughs> sorry. I, I, I didn't want to spend this whole freaking episode <laughs> doing math. Okay, so the payment would be 1060 Okay, I'll do the math. But like Gabby's not talking very much. So it's like oh, a very... Oh, yeah, because of... You're not talking. No. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm not talking. Um, this, honestly, like the the numbers side of things and all that kind of stuff is, is all Wayne. I am all the administrative side of our business. So while I understand how it all works, I'm not like, yeah, let's talk about it. Let's dive into it. <laughs> so like I'll do um, math, but all you're going to hear is me clicking for the next 15 minutes. Um, but what I was going to say is that because of the high down payment, the payments um, are actually quite a bit lower, which there means you are going to have flow. quite a bit of cash flow. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, I, so it would be approximately... Not including property management and uh, not including repairs and maintenance. Repairs and maintenance of vacancy. It's about thirteen hundred bucks a month in cash flow. So, uh, it's a lot. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. I'm sorry. Like, okay. How much? This is embarrassing. <laughs> Hundred and fifty-six thousand. <laughs> I. It's okay. It's okay. All right. So okay, it, it totally changes everything. <laughs> um. Okay. So add then add your your. Oh, that's that's per property. No, it's one property. We're doing one property. We're doing one property on yeah. this one. Okay. So yeah, it ends up being two hundred and thirty-four thousand. Two hundred and thirty-four thousand. And how much was the private lending? Two hundred and forty thousand. Wow. Glad you asked, listener, <laughs> whoever that was. 
so I was just trying to rush through this because it was like it was dead quiet, like nothing's <laughs> going on in this. I'm like, this is a boring podcast. So I'm just ripping through it real fast. I'm like, oh, it's only a little bit of cash. I forgot yeah. that when you put more when you put more money down, your cash flows higher. Which leads me into something I want to talk about. A topic. <clears throat> I don't want to I don't want to ruin an upcoming webinar that I have planned that I'm working <laughs> on. But for those of you guys that listen in live, I think that you guys can I'll, I'll let you in on a little secret. Um, I am getting a little frustrated lately with hearing people saying there's no cash flow anywhere in Canada. We need to go to Texas and Florida and Mexico and Belize and what's the other one? Costa Rica. Let's go and invest in somewhere we know nothing about partnering with people who know nothing about it either to chase cash flow, to chase the new big city. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of high risk. I am an entrepreneur. I'm not a fan of high risk because I don't like investing in things that people don't know about and I don't know about. If I were born there, it'd be a different story. But, and you know what? If you spend a year doing your research, go for it. But I'm not a fan of people chasing fast cash. The risk is too high. And there's like, I mean, why are you doing it? You're doing it to, to, to better your family. You're doing it to, you know, create legacy, you know, to, to leave something behind for your kids. You're doing it to leave your job. The higher the risk, the more likely you are to go busto. Mm -hmm. And there's just too much at stake. So back to what I was saying a second ago, um, when people say, oh, I get out of Canada. There's nothing here. There's no cash flow. Here's a thought. When you look at rental properties in Canada, everyone thinks, what's the bare minimum that I have to put down? And in Canada, that on average, that's it's mostly 20%. On a rental property, for the most part, you have to put about 20% down as a minimum, okay? 5% for a primary residence if you're going to be moving into it and it's going to be your home, 20% for a rental property. But some people who are self-employed might have to put a little more than 20% down, maybe 25%, okay? Just because that's a minimum doesn't mean that's what you put down. If interest rates have gone up and ultimately mortgage payments have gone up, which means that your expenses have gone up. Why don't you just put 35% down? Then it'll cash flow. Right? Less risky business. Less risk. Yeah, you're going to have to put more money down. And when you put more money down, that means your ROI is going to go down. I know. I know. But if cash flow is important to you and you need cash flow to lower your risk, to mitigate your risks, then put more money down. But it's only temporary. If you believe that interest rates will go down and they will level out, either interest rates will, will go down or you believe that rents will catch up to the expenses on rental properties, meaning if you believe that rents are going to go up 
to offset that negative cash flow that we've been dealing with, which I do believe it's going to happen. Because not every landlord is going to deal with negative cash flow. Like they're not going to accept it. They're going to, rents will eventually rise to offset it. Okay. If you believe that rents will go up or, or interest rates will go down, which will bring down mortgage payments, then it's only temporary. If you have to put 30% down or 35% down now, in, and you believe in three to five years that interest rates will go down and, and rents will go up, then just in three to five years, refinance your property and then pull that money back out. Because when you refinance a property, you can refinance it up to 80% loan to value, meaning you can pull out all the money except for 20%. So short term, if you're struggling with cash flow, put more money down, short term. And then when things do level out and the expenses to to rent ratio or the the expenses to rent ratio shifts, then refinance the property at 80% loan to value, get all your money out except for the 20%. Okay. And now you'll have a cash flowing property. We're in a bit of a transitionary period right now where shit happened real fast. Mm-hmm. Interest rates jumped from two and a half to five whatever fast. And the market hasn't had time to adjust yet. But what I can tell you is that there are some amazing opportunities right now in the market to get some good deals. And if you wait until interest rates go down or rents go up and they catch up, then those deals will no longer be there. You're going to have cash flow again, but you're going to be like, oh, I wish I would have bought before when there were deals. Well, you can. You're just going to have to put a little more money down. You're going to have to sacrifice your ROI for a couple years. How much is it really going to be? It's not. It's going to be a couple thousand bucks you're going to miss out on. I want you guys to, to, to let that marinate today because there, it's a solution, mm-hmm. right? And that might mean that you need to bring in a second joint venture partner, Right. And maybe your performer doesn't look as good anymore to that joint venture partner. But if you can explain it to them, like I just explained it to you, that, hey, we're going to get in on the market now while it's low. Because the pop- once interest rates drop, the popularity or the demand for housing will go up again because people have been priced out of the market. So if you believe that interest rates will go down and if you believe that that will increase the demand of housing, which will increase the value of housing prices, value of houses, then I would recommend putting more money down now, getting the property locked up, surviving this this wave or this storm because the more money you put down, the more cash flow you'll have, which is going to lower your risks. And then in a few years when it does happen, refinance, pull out all that extra money, plus the mortgage pay down and appreciation that you've accumulated over the last three years, five years. Get it all out and then take that money and then go invest that extra money into another property or just give it back to your partner. Right? Absolutely. Let that marinate a little today. I, 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 I'm surprised I don't see more people talking about that. Because the solution that everybody is, is, is giving right now is let's get out of Canada. Let's go find somewhere else. But if you believe that, that the market will level out, that it will correct itself, why not just find a solution here? 
Why are people just automatically just jumping ship rather than trying to fix it or trying to ride it out? I don't know. I mean, like, do do whatever you want. But like, in my opinion, I just I just see all those risky investors just coming back to Canada when when it all levels out again, when the, you missed out on an opportunity. It was right here. And I like the, I think Canada's low risk for the most part, if you invest in the right spots. Yeah, for sure. I think it's pretty low risk. I like that. I like steady returns because I treat my real estate like a business, not like a fucking slot machine. That's the truth. I'm not playing fucking blackjack. I'm not playing. This isn't a fucking casino. This is your investments. This is your future. It's a business. So if you can if you can find a way to develop a good secure business that gets you decent returns, you can scale very quickly with low risk. But if you're just chasing fucking appreciation and and whatever the new hype is or whatever like someone's talking about on some webinar or some bus tour in Texas, like I mean like it's just too risky. Way too risky. Look at all the people that got fucked in Ontario. Look at them. It's a lot. And the people that did make it out, the ones that are selling all their properties right now, if you notice a lot of people selling their properties in Ontario right now, they're selling it all to unsuspecting buyers because they've been coaching this. They're selling it all now and then buying it somewhere else. The only people that I see making it out are the coaches that were teaching people how to do it, how to do high-risk investments. It's the only ones I'm seeing making out right now. Everybody else is screwed. Nah, it's just my, that's my opinion on it that's that's all i'm seeing right now it's, it's frustrating and now they're teaching some new high risk investment strategy somewhere else mm. i don't know grinds my gears gab i know <laughs> intentionally staying quiet <laughs> um yeah nasir says great points this is our business and low risk is the way you can scale low-risk businesses. 100%. There's money everywhere. For those of you guys that have raised money, you know what I'm talking about. Raising money is not not a problem. Why not just build good businesses within low-risk markets? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think it's actually easier to convince somebody to invest with you in a low-risk. Persuade. Thank you. In a low-risk um business model opposed to something high risk like my kind of joint venture partners yeah the other ones are just the type of people that just want to chase cash how do i how do i get the best cash on cash sure how do i get the highest you know rate of return possible mm. uh, those aren't the people that i want to partner with anyway so if you want mm. fast cash just like i said go to the casino uh, Philip says the house I currently live in was previously owned by a big real estate investor and he lost it all over a risky deal. Oh, geez. Mm. Um, yeah. Uh, hey, John's got another question. <laughs> let me try. Let me try and um, turn the show around. Sorry, guys. I. That took away from the point that I made it like I, I want you guys to go back and, and maybe re-listen to that. What I was talking about earlier about putting more money down. Okay. Putting more money down on your down payment. There are some really great opportunities right now for, for rental properties. No one's talking about rental properties right now. 
No one, like no one, no one, Gab, no one is talking about rental properties right now. Everyone is talking about fix and flips, infill developments, mid to short-term, mid-term rentals, any way to find, you know what I mean? Like they're looking for solutions um, because they're like, oh, okay, because there's rentals won't work right now. And I feel like there's a really good opportunity to get some deals in the rental market to develop and to grow your long-term rental portfolio. I mean, that's why you guys all got in here in the first place, right? You wanted to buy rental properties and then you got in and somebody told you it wasn't a good idea because it doesn't cash flow right now. Or you got in and you looked around, you're like, nothing cash flows right now. I'm going to try something else. Ooh, cool webinar. Ooh, look at this, right? There are ways to make it work. And there are lots of cash flowing or, or like good markets to do this strategy in. Um, who was it? Was it Joshua the other day that was asking last week that was talking about Regina? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I didn't tell you guys. I, I, I did not trust Josh's numbers, Joshua's numbers. <laughs> I'm like, no, that doesn't make any sense. No way. Not a chance. No offense. I was just, I was just skeptical. Um, she seemed too high. I ended up going looking at the Regina market for the next hour or two. He's right. There are actually pretty decent numbers there. It's a smaller city. Um, that's why you don't see a whole lot of investors in Saskatchewan is because just this, I think it's just less population, smaller cities. Um, but I looked at the rental market. There is a very strong rental market there. Like very strong rental market there. And like, I actually, I, I, I don't like geeking out on this type of stuff, but I'd like to know what the, what I'd like to compare the amount of rentals to homeowners in Regina. Seriously. But the rents were like really good for the price points. Mm-hmm. The ratio was good. And so, and I know that um, uh, Chandra's could be moving to Regina as well. And I was actually kind of excited to let him know that as well. Like it actually looks pretty decent. So Regina works, Saskatoon works, Edmonton works. A lot of the East Coast, there's some there's some pockets in the East Coast that work. I haven't done much research on that yet. Um um, Josh Keen is telling me there's some amazing opportunities in, uh, in Newfoundland that nobody's looking at. Yeah. Right. So just do your, do your research on these, these markets, figure out what the price points are, figure out what the market rents are. And if you got to put a little more money down in the short term, um, to lock up these properties at good prices, when interest rates go down, it just means your cash flow is going to go up or when rents finally catch up, it just means your cash flow is going to go up. I think it's, I think it's, I think it's safe. I think it's smart. And it's not fast cash. And I know it's not sexy and it's not exciting, but think about it. It's a solution that's low risk. Why not look at it? I said a minute ago, like a few minutes ago, that I didn't want to ruin my webinar that I'm working on. Like I'm actually, I'm, pl- I'm planning on doing some more like um, market analysis webinars. It's, it's, it's tough. It's, it's tough to find, to carve out the time between business and, and obviously REI master's mentorship program and other, like our own portfolio and our other business. So it's like, it's hard to carve out that time, but I am working on it. And, uh, you know, looking at Regina was part of it. Looking at Saskatoon was part of it. Um, looking at a couple different, uh, smaller markets on the East coast as well. Um, that way I can, hopefully if, if it helps you guys, if it helps you guys and gives you guys the confidence, um, then I'll do it. I am seventy percent home ownership rate in Regina, really, according to Stats Canada. <laughs> What's Edmonton? 
I, I don't know how that how that compares to other markets. I'd be interested though. Um, the reason why I want to do those webinars again is because also no one else is. <laughs> no one's talking about rentals right now. So there's lots of people that are coming into the market right now that are just gravitating towards the fast cash because that's what just what everyone's teaching. And that's what the that's what the that's what the talk is all about right now. And so I just feel like it would it, it would be nice to get back to the basics and the fundamentals of real estate investing so that people can have good low risk investments that grow over time that have good cash flow. Um, so they don't put their family and, and, and their savings and everything at risk in jeopardy. Anyways. Let's see if we can change the, uh, you said JD had a question. <laughs> no, I was going to say, let's see if we can change the narrative in Canada. Oh, okay. You're going to say topic. That's what I want. <laughs> I don't want to, I, I know I just keep coming back to this. I, I, I'm, I don't want to see any, anyone else get burned. Yeah. It's, it's, it's fucking history just keeps repeating itself. Like every two years, every two years, like something fucking bad happens. Well, and every time something catastrophic happens and all these people go bankrupt and all these people are screwed over, all these harder and harder restrictions are put in place and it makes it harder for the general investing population to obtain, you know, what it is that they're going after. Mm -hmm. Like there's been so many rules changing and policies coming into place surrounding how we're able to run our businesses and how we're able to qualify and how we're able to do this and that. And it's because of all the shit that happens because mm -hmm. people are stupid. Greedy. Absolute idiots. Greedy. Epic idiots. Yeah. Oh, I won't tell that story. Um, <laughs> maybe I'll tell it another day when I'm in when, when I'm in a mood. Um, I, I was I there's a mortgage broker that uh, did a Facebook an Instagram story yesterday, and and I haven't I have I don't know this is probably just their opinion because they also had a multifamily deal that they were advertising in the previous story, so it's probably bias. Um, I haven't done any research into this, so please just take it for what it is. But what they had said on their story was that um, a lot of lenders are tightening up their rules on uh, residential uh, real estate for investors. And their opinion was that the government and lenders want to make it harder to own investment properties that are in residential real estate. And that the trend is going towards, you know, everybody should be getting into multifamily. That's where it's at. Now, again, I thought it was biased because they also had an investment opportunity a couple slides before <laughs> on a multifamily that they were looking for people to partner with them. So, yeah. but if there was any truth to it, um, again, I, I haven't done my research on it, but yeah. I'm planning on having Keaton Kirkwood. Um, well, Keaton's coming uh, this Saturday to the Calgary uh, mm -hmm. networking event, and then he's going to be in Edmont at our networking event in Edmonton uh, the following Saturday on mm -hmm. March 11th. So this would be a great question to Dr. Keaton about because I know Keaton, it, he doesn't bullshit. That's that's why I like him and that's why I want to have him. Yeah, he's a <laughs> out straight more. shooter. He's a straight shooter. And he's like, he's not, he's, like, he's, not, he's not like he's a boy scout, but he's like, he just tells the truth. And he's like, hey, like, I don't like this strategy. I think it's a bad idea. It's too high risk. He's, he's a straight shooter. And I like that. So that's one of the questions that I'm going to be discussing with him or uh, topics I'm going to be discussing with him on Saturday. And then in Edmonton as well, because I think it's a good topic. 
um, are the lenders making it harder for residential real estate? That's another thing that like, you know, in, in, in 10 years, 15, 20 years, we're going to look back and, and I'm, 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 fa- I'm fascinated with like, what, what is the, what's the investment community or what's the investment opportunity is going to look like Yeah, in 20 years? Numbers? How bad are we going to fuck this shit up? <laughs> Remember when you could just assume mortgages with no qualification? Yeah. Yeah. All those people that coach you gurus. that tell you that they bought a hundred <laughs> or 200 properties. It's because they were assuming mortgages, no qualification. Yeah. Well, in 20 years, like I, I, I don't know, maybe it'd be, it'd be funny to see like, oh, wow, we used to be able to own, you know, six investment properties in residential real estate. But now the government's changed it that we can only own our own home if it's residential real estate. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. who knows? Yeah, they can change that shit. You know what I mean? They can say that you can only own one or two properties of residential real estate because the population's growing so much and there's not enough houses and it's increasing rents. So mm-hmm. that's how they control it. Who the fuck knows? Mm-hmm. They can do that. You think it's crazy? I don't. I think it's possible. It'd be like I, I think about things like that, like how good we have it right now. Because I know it doesn't seem like we have it good right now, but in the future, I can guarantee you, we will be saying that we used to have it good. Yeah. I, I don't think it gets easier. No. I think it gets harder. It gets continuously harder and more difficult. When you think with that, with that, with, if that's if that's the way you think and that's your perspective, then you have to think about like, shit, why am I not taking advantage of opportunities right now? Why did I not call my brother and ask him to invest with me? You know what I mean? Like you're just wasting time. You're missing opportunities every day. John's question. John's question uh was what's the average cash flow per month and what's the interest rate and how much equity are you putting in on the deal okay very similar to kind of like what i was discussing if you're saying how much equity do you put in on the deal i'm assuming it means like the down payment what's this question is it related to cody's question was his question a direct oh shit comment to cody's question oh shit it was (laughs) okay Yeah, he says, ha, 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 yes. Oh, I didn't see that. I thought he was just like, just saying, hey, what's everybody getting for cash flow right now? <laughs> Son of a bitch. I should have continued ranting. I would have killed the last 10 minutes of the show. <laughs> oh, I was just trying to just trying to end on a higher note. Uh, did anyone find out what the percentage of home ownership is in, uh, in Edmonton? Yeah, uh, Jeremy put it here. Uh, almost identical. Uh, almost so identical. Regina was 69.9 and Edmonton's 69.6. And he also put Calgary in here at 73. Hmm. That's the home ownership rate. Interesting. I don't really know what that means. But I mean, like I was, at, like I said, the cash flow, the cash flow was better in Regina than it was in Edmonton. But Edmonton's a much bigger city with kind of better industry. So it's yeah. like, and that's that's something you have to consider as well. Wherever you're buying, you have to make sure that um, there's lots of jobs and it's it's sustainable, right? You know, want to make sure that the market is good and that you know, fuck. If you remember, it seems like ages ago, but like you know, oil went down, you know, six seven years ago, and like jobs were like gonzo. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, we survived in Edmonton, but. Um, that was a rough little patch there where like a whole lot of welders and pipe fitters and, and electricians weren't working. Um, yeah. So, um, he says that three cities with lowest home ownership is in Quebec. Quebec is, uh, 
don't 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 make fun of Quebec. We don't have many listeners there. <laughs> then then oh, because no. don't no because no, that, I'm not making fun of Quebec. Okay. Quebec has <laughs> the most interesting. Uh, like le- uh, tenant landlord, I, I don't want to say rules, but just like, um, uh, I-, I don't know how to put it. It's just like they do the I... weirdest things. Like everybody moves on July 1st. Like that is the move in, move out date. Is that a thing? And they bring their appliances with them. Like the landlord does not, apl- does not supply appliances. You move with your appliances. Like it is just so strange how they do things there. I'm intrigued. It's just, it's, yeah, it's interesting. Hmm. I don't know anything about the Quebec rental market. And I don't know anyone from Quebec. Investor or personally. <laughs> I, I used to uh, be in the same circles with two uh, Quebec investors. So um, that's where I learned that stuff many, many years ago. Oh, maybe we do know one or two. Yeah. Okay. I know you're talking about. Yeah. Other other than that, currently, yeah. Other than those two people, yeah. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> anything about that. So, anyways, um, and our numbers are very low in Quebec. So, hey, if you're listening in Quebec, shoot me an email at info at reimorningshow.com and let me know you like the show. <laughs> yeah, but for real, like if you're <laughs> if if you um have a tenant who is relocating here to Edmonton, there's like an education process of like, oh, no, 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 like sell your appliances, please don't bring them with you. And like, you know, it's just there's Yeah. And a lot of them will be moving looking to move on July 1st, (laughs) because that's when they're heading out. Mm. Right. So it's just Yeah, I thought Ontario was bad. (laughs) It's it's a a very common thing with Ontario um, renters as well when they're moving here. It's like you have to reeducate them. Like, what do you mean you're not giving me a receipt for my rent? Yeah. That's a write-off. Like, mm, no, you don't. You can't deduct yeah. your rent yeah. in Alberta. What? Yeah. I, I used to like. I, I used to. I used to get like a my refund, my tax refund when I was a kid, and like was like based off of like mostly because of my my rent receipts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a really good idea. I mean, like, not that the Landlord Tenant Act would let them know that they can't write off their rent, but it's a really good idea to supply. Um, not that it's your responsibility, but if you have tenants coming from out of province to just give them like download a copy of the landlord tenant act, which you should already have done, keep it in your files. And, um, if you have tenants moving from out of province, it's a good idea to just supply it to them mm-hmm. and say, you know, like I, I empower you to know your rights and responsibilities as a, as a tenant in Alberta. Um, here's a copy of the landlord tenant act. Here's a link to the Alberta website on, um, you know, some, some easier to read stuff. And, um, yeah, just so that, you know, whether they read it or not, who cares, but at least you've provided them with the knowledge that they need to be a successful renter and not a, I'll keep my words to myself. (laughs) <laughs> Ken told me not to hold back earlier, but I'm going to hold back. I think you should listen to Ken. <laughs> Looks like the uh, the chat's kind of dried up for the for the day. All right, let's call her quits. You want to call her quits? Yeah, right now. Yeah. Um, what are you working on today, Gab? Yeah. Um, I'm working on on taxes. I mean. 
yesterday I dedicated a good portion of the day to um, some lease renewals. So I sent out uh, three renewal offers to three of our tenants. Two of them got back to me right away and said, yes, please renew me. Um, still waiting to hear back from one of them, I think. I haven't checked the email since yesterday afternoon. Um, and that was uh, two, two of them were rent increases as well. Oh, shit. Yeah, we should talk about that tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, one of them wasn't because uh, when they moved in, it was um, during that weird time during COVID when the the rental housing demand was like crazy for single family houses. Nobody wanted to live in a main floor or basement. And there's like everybody was on high alert about like being around people and stuff. And we had a vacancy at that time. And like, I swear, if people were lined up outside the house, there would have been fistfights to get the rental. Like it was insane. So mm. we got premium rent at that time, which they're still paying. And it's I, we're still very in line with uh, where rent should be right now. So I wasn't able to raise that one, but I'm not complaining. We're getting good rent for it. Uh, I want to, I want to, oh God. Uh, prop mail. Mm, well. What? Hmm. I was very tempted to post those pictures in our free Facebook group yesterday. Hmm. Can't post them? Nah. Oh, it would have created a really good discussion. If if she was moving out, it w I think I would have, but we um we got some pictures from one of our units and it, they were just i guess delayed from quarterly inspections and um this unit was jam packed yeah like stuff. like at first glance it looks like a hoarder yeah situation at closer glance um i'd say not yeah once we zoomed in on the pictures we just realized that she's just got a small space and yeah. she was clearly downsizing. downsizing yeah but we didn't see a fucking bed in those pictures and then we looked and like the bed was like was like a cat bed no it was it was one of those like little camper mattresses that like you roll up like it's i don't know what the material is but it's like not a blow-up mattress it's like one of those like little foam like thin that didn't you it, roll up didn't it have a frame though no. Look at it again. No, that, I, isn't no. there a bed frame? No. It's just some blankets and stuff that were around it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it, it looks like, yeah, it looks like she's camping there and like there's shit everywhere. And yeah, we were, we were just about to say we were going to send her a renewal and then we got the pictures and we're like, ah, and then we zoomed in and we're like, it's not that bad. There's only like, like a couple things that are actually garbage. Everything else is kind of organized. Organized stuff. Yeah. And we don't see any real like garbage or stains. It's not like, you know, garbage out everywhere and like it's going to create any damage. So there's it's actually well organized, but like it was overwhelming for that small unit yeah. in that basement suite. So we ended up offering her a renewal anyways. Yeah. Did she accept? Uh, that's the one I haven't heard back from. Oh, OK. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll let you guys know. Um, we'll talk about that a little bit more tomorrow, too. And I want to talk about increasing the rents. Yeah, for sure. Um. And what we're seeing, um, you know, we took a couple stabs and they accepted it quite quickly, mm -hmm. um, which is which is good stuff. And the fact that we can increase the rents and not have a vacancy is is very good because that's normally your biggest fear. Is you're like, oh, if I try and increase the rents, they're just going to say no. Leave. They're going to yeah. leave, and then I have a month of vacancy, and a month of vacancy costs whatever twelve hundred bucks. Um, was it worth 
you know, should I have just kept the rent the same and had them stay? Yeah. Like if I try and increase rent by 50 bucks, it'll be $600 for the year, but I just, I can get 600 bucks, but I'm losing 1200. And like, why wouldn't I just keep them? I would be up 600. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so, <laughs> uh, but it, we ended up working out pretty well for us. So. Um, okay, cool. Well, um, I don't know. I just kind of want to end like on a higher note. Cause like I was, I, I was, I gave some really good, um, okay, some really good information, some perspective on, on cash flow and putting more money down. Then I got a little ranty. Um, I'm going to, you know what, I'm going to leave it. I'm going to leave last word to Rodney and, uh, to, to kind of hopefully, you know, put you guys in a better mood today and, uh, we will see you guys tomorrow. Bye. Well, you survived everything else so far, so uh, you got that going for you. Okay. Have a super freaking awesome day. Okay, bye. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? Send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com. 